This is a podcast where real doctors discuss fake medical emergencies. That means that unless you've been bitten by a radioactive spider or sprained your ankle on the holodeck, this podcast is not medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. And while you're in the waiting room, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HiEverybodyMD. Hi, everybody. I'm Jackson Vane. I'm Johnny Kolosinski. You <laughs> might remember me from such podcasts as my 14th favorite murder, a look at failed serial killers in American history. This is Hi Everybody, a bad medicine podcast. Every week we look at what Hollywood gets right and wrong about medicine and how the body works. And it is the first week of Hortober. And it is the first week of Spooky-tober. Nope. Hashtag Hortober. <laughs> um, uh, where we're going to be looking at horror movies, scary movies, all sorts of fun stuff. Hashtag Hortober. Two excellent guests with us today. Uh, many of you remember Greg Winter from, what, five episodes? Four episodes? It's like half of the Four, episodes we've done. Hi, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and also Dr. Courtney Nicholas, uh, who Hi, is joining everybody. us for the first I'm... time. I, did I not get a doctor? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. Wait, you're a doctor? <laughs> what? That's all right. That's fine. I yeah. still like you, John. <laughs> we have Dr. Greg Winter and... Dr. Courtney Nicholas, and Dr. Jackson Vane, and Johnny. Yep, that that sounds about right to me. Mr. Johnny. Mr. Johnny, Mr. a Johnny Kolosinski. Correct. We're going to be talking about Human Centipede yes. this week. I'm sorry, it's the Human Centipede colon first sequence from 2009, a movie that was billed as 100% medically accurate on its uh, movie poster. <laughs> was it really the first sequence on it when is, it came it out? It is actually... First sequence, because Tom Six was very ambitious and knew that he was going to make a <laughs> lot more of sure these movies. He was going to make more than one. So he actually did call it the first sequence. So unlike out. George Lucas, who inserted episode four right before uh, Empire Strikes Back come out, comes yeah. out, he knew what he was doing here. Yeah, I mean the whole he re- wrote them. He wrote all three of the 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 movies, Human Centipedes at once. The, the Lucas. And do you guys know how he came up with the idea? Tom Six, the director I of this movie. Kind of don't want to know. Oh, you kind of do. All right. Because the punish he he thought of this as a great way to punish pedophiles and whatnot. And he said if we sew them from mouth to anus over and over again, that would deter them from ever uh, offending children ever again which is hard if you're connected to a human centipede alternatively you could just make them watch human centipede (laughs) yeah we all watched this right before we did this podcast and there are notes of plenty there are notes of plenty check our instagram hi everybody md for that this movie was billed as 100 percent medically accurate doctors the thing about billing is, you can kind of say whatever you want. Yeah. Oh, so that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can say whatever you want in medical billing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I took out some earwax. That costs definitely more than intubating someone, Absolutely. which is actually true. That's well, weird. Well, cerumen about... impaction is a big deal. Oh, it is. Way more important than breathing. There's a thing about saying mm. 100%, too. I feel like it's a challenge. Nothing's I'm... 100%. Would you say they met the challenge? I would say they did a lot of things accurately, but they also did a lot of things for artistic license yes. and so that people could breathe comfortably while attached to someone else's butt. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's going to be a lot of discussion about being attached to someone's butt today, I think. So let's let's talk about some of the... We're going to try our best to keep this PG-13. But guys, we're talking about Human Centipede. And it's a movie where people get sewn to their like face to butt. Yes. So Face to butt is a... FTB? So... MTB, right? I, I, it is MTB. I want to talk about some of the things MTV. that I think they that were... <laughs> this is going to go off the rails so badly. No, tell your yeah. friends. Tell your friends. Uh, I, I want to talk about... I'm on board with this. Yes. I, 100%? Because that's a high bar. That is a very <laughs> high bar. <laughs> uh, it's a challenge. I want to talk about some of the things that I think they did get right. Do people have anuses? Yes. 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 All right. That is a thing. That is a thing. 100%. 100% medically Actually, accurate. not 100%. <laughs> Wait, can we just go back to what does Courtney do as her specialty? So I'm a neonatologist. Uh-huh. I take care of babies in the ICU. And truth be told, some people are born without anuses. I know that as a fact. Yes. But are they people? Yes. All children are people. <laughs> My patients are people. But it is surgically corrected. And so I would give it a 98% have anuses. <laughs> so, uh, since I don't deal with 99. this, when you have when when they don't have an anus, I mean, is it like a blind? Do they I actually I have a friend who might be listening to the show um, who ha- who was born. Um, I'd have to call with, not a person. Yeah, <laughs> who <laughs> used to be a listen listener to the show until Greg, um, <laughs> uh, who who had. That you know, yeah. So the intestines effect. can go down. They can actually go all the way to a blind pouch at the anus, or they can stop a little bit higher um, from the outside. Sometimes it actually looks quite normal, and you have to like really check. That was one of my first tests in my NICU rotation. Was what's wrong with this kid? And I just saw a dimple, mm-hmm. and they said you didn't look close enough. Yep. And yeah, no anus, so just a I, dimple. I attend many deliveries in my job, and I always used to teach the residents, you do not want to be the doctor to miss the imperforate anus. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's poor form. Babies are born, and you check their butts. So you let five, five fingers, five, five, ten fingers, ten, fingers, ten, ten, ten toes, toes, and a butthole. And a butthole. <laughs> you do not go home if you didn't poop in the first 24 hours of life either. Yep. So you got to poop before you go home. But it is a good segue talking about anuses and um, not pooping in the first 24 hours of life to go home. No. Dr. Heiter actually said he, I think he was inspired a little bit by the first scene where he saw some guy pooping in the woods, and then it transitioned to his three-headed or three-part dog, yeah. and that's kind of what set up the whole movie from there on out. I mean, I think that's what he tells himself so mm-hmm. he can sleep at night. He clearly had some ideas of doing this for a long time. Yes. Yeah. He was not inspired by a man pooping in the woods. No, he... I mean, if you have never watched this movie before, which I assume most of you guys haven't, Dr. Heider is a world-renowned separator of Siamese twins, but he was tired of destroying and wanted to create. Yeah. And I mean, just look at the art in his living room. Everything is Siamese twins. Yeah. Fetuses. I mean, I sort of like... He's got some motivation. If you're a surgeon like that... And you're separating conjoined twins. A lot of times, one of them is not going to make it. You're making a decision that one of these kids is going to die. Yeah. I mean, he just wants to create something. I guess does. I understand. He's, he's going about it wrong. It's not a healthy choice. <laughs> but I get his mental process. As a person who's certifiably in the insane and likes to create things, start a damn podcast. Yeah. But you know, he did get a lot of fodder to create when the two American tourists did show up to his house. 
It's true, but <laughs> I mean, the greatest question someone can ask you while you're showing up to their door is, "Are you alone?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, followed yeah. by, "Are you related?" Yeah. yeah. So, so medicine aside, this is just perfect thriller setup. Yeah. As a public service announcement, if you are knocking on someone's door for help in the middle of the night, and the first thing they ask is, "Are you alone?" You Find read. a different house. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this is the least creepy looking exterior. It was that, that was a friendly a looking house. And it looks like the Golden the Girls' house. The door. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you gotta wait till the guy is like, oh yeah. no, not, oh no 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 no, I'm gonna go next door I, now. Thank I you. needed some brown sugar. Also, and it looks like you're busy. <laughs> and I want to say also, if the guy offers you a glass of water, probably not gonna take you're it. You're good. You're not thirsty. No. I will forever be watching someone's hands after they give me a glass of water at you, their house. You mean if they're violently shaking it in no, front no, of you? No, no, no. If when I it. take a sip, they squeeze the couch in ecstasy. <laughs> <laughs> if they're excited that I took a sip of water, I'm leaving. Trouble. I just like my couch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine's pretty. He really liked his couch, though. And he even admitted that it was the quote-unquote, and, and the, these were his words, the rape drug. How did you feel about uh, how they sedated the girl um, to get her down into the the opera or the patient bay area? I got stabbed. I mean, that's sort of weird because yeah. he did like he did dramatic injection, which is par for the course in anything yeah. Hollywood. The so, wind up like, and the inject. Right. Let's let's wind up a little bit. Also, let's put it in the back of her neck, which is just very cringy. Yeah. Um, the reason that that's cringy is because it would probably hit the spine, and contrary to popular belief, you don't want to inject things into bone unless you got the drill from last episode. I think last it's cringy episode. for yeah. a more visual, like, nobody likes stuff going into their neck. Right? Oh, okay, I mean, so like cringe horror cringy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Hashtag over. Uh, cringy from a medical standpoint, because why would you do that? They have a, if you're going to go in the neck, you go at least into the, the jugular, which yeah. is, you can see that, it's very easy. Wouldn't want to go into the... The pumpy one, the carotid, because that one would be spurty and gross and cause a lot of mess. This guy's obviously very clean. He doesn't want to go into an artery. No. It's just, you wouldn't inject someone in the back of the neck, all things considered. Yeah. Did he say, did that one, did we know what he was drawing up in there or no? Which one? With the injected in the back? No, it was just another drug to make her go night-night and made her go real sleepy. But then, I think it's very interesting that they all woke up in their own gowns, but to the sound of beeping and hissing, that almost sounded like they were on ventilators, but no one was on any kind of support at all. And it was your idea of what should a hospital sound like. Yes, and I like that. That I like that. That's where their heads at. Like, yeah. but he definitely there. There aren't any monitors going, so you can at least you know you don't see any. It's fine. Yeah, uh, or at least they're not attached to anything, so so it doesn't feel wrong that there's mm-hmm. no cords and stuff hanging out of them. But the sound is a little bit weird. Yeah. But if you're in like an ER or something, that sound is all over the place. I'm not gonna. Well, as, as far as monitors go, I don't know that he's You'd, worried about their livelihood. I don't I, hear hissing and ventilators all the also, time in the ER. This is just one small yeah window into this man's life. There are some other rooms down in that basement. You don't know what's in those. Yeah. Rooms. Yeah. <laughs> but I could not. He could have already made conjoined twins. Even butterfly. Exactly. Bird. Uh, rat pigeon. <laughs> Classic, classic, classic Simpsons reference right there. And then when they kind of drew back to Mr. Poop in the Woods, they said he didn't match. He didn't match in size. The, was it the size or was it tissue? No, no, Courtney. Hey, Doctor Courtney, you think that it was about size? Tissue? 
Yes, he, he specifically even said tissue. tissue. <laughs> what well, the the size thing makes sense? That's that was my thought too. The until they said try to, like, tissue. Float. Oh, I didn't hear tissue. At all. I like, mean, it would be poor form for the like the right? middle centipede's legs not to, to like, like not touch, the to touch the ground. But I also cool. think that's exactly the type of guy that this guy. The is. last thing you want in your middle human centipede is somebody lazy. Is <laughs> 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 a non ground toucher or someone course, just right? eating poop all the time and not <laughs> contributing. To the movement of the centipede. But they did find a sec... Well, they did kill him first. They killed mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And they injected something into him. Like, any guesses or what you think would be it? Potassium? Probably potassium. That's what they use for... Horses? For lethal injections. And for lots Probably of things. horses. So, they do, they do kill off the first guy. Mm-hmm. And then they bring in the second guy. Which Who is... Obviously a tissue batch. Yes. And that is the most... That's when you find out that... He's it. He is matching tissue. Yeah, of jewelry about too. And I've seen <laughs> a lot of. I've seen that. It's on Etsy. Just look up human centipede jewelry, and that will show up. Courtney's probably doing that right now. But Jack- Jackson's birthday. No, please do not buy me a pendant of. So buy you multiple pendants. Yes, three. <laughs> I said, I don't buy me pendant. one. Buy me multiple. Pendant. Don't buy one. But let's go through the surgery step by step. So like, initially he says we're gonna cut the patellar ligament. And then we're going to remove the canines from the jaw. Like, what is the whole point of that? Isn't it just to keep you I from mean, biting somebody's so butt? Somebody's I, I was paying enough attention to answer this, and I sort of don't want to answer it to uh-huh. indicate I was paying that much attention because uh-huh. he explained it. That's kind of why we're having this podcast. Yeah. So please do. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, he cut the patellar ligament so they would not be able to extend their knees anymore. So they could right. stand. So that way they would have to be on their hands and knees crawling around. It's weird because it's, I mean, if one of them stood up, it would be no-no time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also want to see that movie. But, but the teeth. But we're getting there. I'm getting there in a roundabout but way. The, <laughs> uh, he's got a plan. So he's going to connect them. He's going to connect their alimentary canals. That's just like... The tube that starts at your mouth and goes out of your anus. It's the alimentary canal. Mm-hmm. And basically, your body is a closed system. Nothing from outside is supposed to get in your body. And that, although it is a very basic drawing, it's kind of accurate. Everything is sealed off except for the tube that goes through your body. But also, I know you're saying it's a tube inside your body, but technically that it tube is, is outside your Jackson, body. Jackson, well played. Thank you. It uh, is if, technically if, it is. It's not. Te- it's not even technically. Like no, uh, it is yeah, outside of your body. On the inside fold of your body. Right. Gotcha. Um, if you look about, if you look up about human development, you'll see that like that is a thing that's outside of your body. Kind yeah. of like I don't know. There's no other way to explain. The it. The food you eat is inside, outside your body. That is <laughs> clear perfect as way, mud. Perfect yep. way to say it. Yep. Um, and your body does a whole bunch of stuff to that food so that it can absorb it and then send nutrients to where it needs to and send waste to where it needs to. But sort of in theory, if you hooked up those tubes from person to person, then they could all sort of absorb the nutrients that's going on as the food gets digested, except for each person has its own complete system, so it wouldn't quite work as well as they're setting it up. Um, I mean, he also describes it as lips and anus cut along the mucosa and grafted to each other's face, V-shaped incisions that are linked from chin to cheek to anus, and he's trying to make a Siamese twin. I think the bigger question is, can we discuss the structural integrity of the semen centipede? Because it does not look very structurally sound. I think 
as a draw as a line drawing that he has like that's the idea you have in your head you're like this is what my human centipede's gonna look like it's gonna be great and then you line all these things up mouth to anus and you realize that that's not how people's bodies line up no. if they are mouth to anus correct so so this is some artistic license here where it's mouth to tailbone it's yeah, right tailbone. <laughs> it's mouth to tailbone that's to and that's so that you have an actor who can breathe during the rest of this movie um if you really went you mean you don't want your actor to breathe stinky fart air i mean i think they're breathing stinky fart air no matter what but in order for you to see their ex- faces and expressions and also not to literally surgically connect them you put their nose where they can still breathe yeah which means that their head is really above the exit hole mm-hmm. and it also lets the female actresses arch their back and right just gives you a better shape to your human it does feet. it does otherwise you it would, you'd be kind of like neck pushing you down in order to maintain the position mm-hmm. and it would be real uncomfortable you'd have some back pain can i say i appreciate that courtney's trying to just aesthetically yeah develop an aesthetically pleasing human <laughs> she did write down on her notes i would like my human centipede, centipede to be the prettiest <laughs> it's important in hollywood it's the prettiest centipede of all the centipedes because <laughs> otherwise Jackson, like, you, you got a guy in the middle that's not even touching the ground you no. made a bad yeah. choice yeah. <laughs> just floating <laughs> away leg, legs and arms just akimbo just flailing around and didn't mean, do anything it were anatomic you could have the first one at the front and the second one behind upside down and the back one right Ooh, someone has done her human the centipede research the old lipstick centipede <laughs> yeah. I wish everyone could have seen my hands as far as making that work what Courtney gestured was her hands going upside down to the next one yeah, that would, they would fit together much better yeah Still not a lot of easy breathing room, though. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. It really work for the PG-13 rating of this? Yeah. No, 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 no. You need, this like, is only rated PG-13. No, no. Oh, this was... is a hard R. Uh, okay. Not crank hard R, but pretty hard R. <laughs> not crank hard R. Crank was the hardest R movie we've done on this podcast. I think I need to. So far. Oh, Courtney. Mm-hmm. You'll be here for Crank 2, probably. Okay, deal. Yeah. What about Centipede 2? Mm. No. That, no. That one was actually marketed as 100% medically inaccurate. Really? So now I'm curious. No, no don't be curious. No. It's terrible. Yeah, Human Centipede 2 is for uh, Horror-tober 2020. Okay. Horror-tober. 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 Mm. Um, anyways. <laughs> so after Dr. Heiter explains his entire plan, um, he gives everyone propofol. Knocks them out, and I actually do appreciate that they use something that looked like propofol instead of like in Twenty Four, and in other movies it's just a clear liquid. They actually used a milky white liquid, and if you don't remember, that's the stuff that killed Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's not really what killed Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was killed by poor doctor, uh, poor doctoring. That's the right thing. Poor use of propofol. That's correct. Bad yes. medicine. <laughs> by bad, by bad medicine. medicine. But also, like, none of these people were on any kind of, like, oxygen or respiratory support. Like Michael Jackson. Yeah. But in truth, that is okay to do with propofol if you are doing it in a short span. All those people You're saying it's used for twilight anesthesia. Yeah. It is used for induction of anesthesia. And you can induce someone to go to sleep. You would not want to keep them asleep without continuous monitoring, without breathing. Which none of these patients Which none of these people. And they were out for a while. Which... Well, they did have the whirring and clicking sound. Maybe they had something off screen. It's like non-invasive ventilation where they just kind of blow air straight into their face from the the ceiling kind of down. Um, But then the third girl got wise about all the 
other to getting um, injected with propofol, and she ripped her IV out. Right. Second girl. Right. And yes. that's, Second girl, correct. I think third victim. Third victim, yes. Second girl. I was like, damn, I did fall asleep during this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the third I, girl. I watch a lot of creepy horror movies. This is one of those times where I cringed when the IV came out, and it, it like, pulls up through her vein, and her arm starts bleeding. It, that is not medically accurate. That is not a thing that happens. People can can do a lot of weird stuff to their IVs, and they might have a small rip, because they're very small. Mm-hmm. It's not even a needle inside their arm. It's it's usually a, a little piece of plastic. Plastic yeah. catheter. Um, and so you could do a little bit of damage, but you can't do a lot of damage. I will say, though, I've had patients in my ER that have gotten really agitated, and they rip their IV out. And it's a bloody. And that's true, and that's so that's very different. You can you can have a lot of blood because you're in, you know, you have a direct line into the and you have a vein, hole. and you have a hole going out the skin, and so you you can get a lot of blood work, and especially or blood coming out, and especially if you are then, you know, running away from someone and you're excited, your blood's going to be pumping hard. You, I, I think, unlike most movies, there's an accurate amount of blood. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, I would say it's a little more. It looked almost like an arterial line had been pulled mm. out, that it just kept going as she was running. I, think that's, I think that's because she's running. She's like, oh, I'm all pumped up. You're not going to get a good seal if you're yeah. not holding I it. I mean, as a, as a guy who's seen patients pull out IVs not too long ago, like, that kid yanked it out, and it just, blood was flying and dripping everywhere. And if he did run out of his room and down the hallway, he probably would have left a trail, too. And it is, I think it's an appropriate amount of bleeding. Which is a very rare thing we say on this podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Usually not enough blood. Not enough blood. I would say enough blood for yes. this one. So, there minute. we go. 100% medically accurate for, for IV ripping out. Yes. No. For 1.2 uh, seconds. Up like... to date, right? 100% medically accurate. <coughs> Courtney, do your he patients has, have that much blood in them? He hasn't attached them yet. Yeah. Uh, my patients have 100 per kilo of blood in them. What does that mean in real world, doctor? <laughs> my patients have about 10 ounces of blood in them. And how many times have they ripped out their own IV? They don't typically. <laughs> <laughs> Are you every, saying? Every once in a while they do. How? They're just little... That's why it's too much IV. Because that was like a whole person's yeah. worth of blood decor. So, so, let's move on from that part. And then um, Dr. Heiter, who got really frustrated at the girl who ran away who did not get propofol, um, threatened to shoot her in the head with a sedation rifle. Uh-huh. Would that be a viable way to sedate someone? That would not typically be a viable way to sedate someone. Why not? One would hope that the sedation dart would bounce off her skull. <laughs> well, I mean, I watched Old School. Like, he got shot in, like, Will Ferrell got shot right in the neck area. Like, he could have aimed it for the neck, I guess. And the neck, you could argue, if you hit a muscle big enough, you can get an IM injection of it. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a common misconception that we've seen a lot. Every, like, whenever somebody wants to, in- specifically to knock someone out, they go for a vein. Yeah. And in actuality, that's not what you're doing. No. We try to go for, like, big muscles. Yeah. You want to make sure it gets stuck in there, and you want to make sure that whatever is injecting is actually going in... A thing that it can go into. Uh, if you ha- if somebody is calm enough that you can inject them in a vein, then you, it's a whole different scenario. Yep. But like it's something like this where someone is agitated and running around, usually and you're, you're trying to shoot them. Yeah. And that's also not a thing. I think it's important to realize if you're getting your information about medicine from a TV show 
or a movie, it's probably wrong. Or wrong. Movie. But I, I think mean, that's the whole dark. point. I will not lie. We, there are times when we joked about getting a ketamine blow dart for some of those angry patients. That really would be a lot of fun. However, that would be great. I've never seen it in a hospital setting. No. <laughs> right. They don't, they in don't a hospital know. setting. Usually it's us like running with, double, like, double with a needle, turn, like holding them down. Well, you're going to catch someone and keep them doctor, from hurting doctor, themselves doctor, and doctor. hold them down safely. And yes, all of those things that we need to do in real so, life. But in movies, you get a dart gun. So you don't just go like, doctor, here's your blow dart, or your blow gun. And, well, what if you hit somebody? You get one. I don't trust you your get, aim. You only get one. I can't hurt that many people. I only hit <laughs> one person. What if you hit him in the skull? Mm, then bounces what? off like you just said. Come on. There you go. You just, that's why you have a backup. Yeah. <laughs> that's why you just explained. They don't tell what? you about the backup in the movies. Yeah. Everyone's so got a one thing that I'm cannon. not aware of with dart guns is how does it inject... You don't need to worry about it. They don't exist in our world. No, they, they exist in animal guns. Yeah. I feel like they well, do. They do. They do. They're they're injecting based on the physics of what's happening. Yeah. This so, thing is moving, and then the it stops something, it? and then it's and then like the plunger pushes the, the rest of it in. It pushes it. Yeah. Are you guys just making this up? No. Okay. No, that is actually only how... Courtney appears to know more than she actually does. I know you don't have to dark gun your NICU babies that often. But that's we actually try actually not to dark gun our Nikki babies. They finally do shoot that girl. They get her. It, they do get her, but they get her in the shoulder blade. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about like oh, yeah. bone bone injections, not so. So yeah, if you are going to inject someone and you need to take them down, and remember, if you're not in a vein, it's going to take like five minutes after you inject them. She got hit in the shoulder, and that would, I mean, anything over your bone hurts a lot. If you ever have gotten a tattoo that's over overlying bone like your ribs or your spine that is where it hurts the most also bone marrow biopsy as Courtney is informing me (laughs) which is yeah that those are generally considered some of the most painful things you can have done to get shot with a dart in your shoulder blade that would be a big big no-no that'd be a painful thing although it it knocks her out pretty quick it does so maybe it hit the muscle I would hope it would, but there's not that many muscles right there. It's thin. It's a thin and it's muscle. a very, very thin muscle. Yeah, it's going into the bone. She's pretty out as her friend is trying to drag her through All that wherever. Stuff. <laughs> yep. But it does transition to the surgery scene very well. Where It is very graphic how they do the surgery. So they explain that they go through the kneecap and they cut that off. But no one is on respiratory support at all. Yeah. Overrated. Except for number one. Number one is on respiratory support, which is weird because he's the only one whose Got access. mouth isn't yeah. going to be messed with during the surgery. Because the rest of them are getting flaps done, and a flap is just a fancy word for a loose piece of skin that you can sew onto someone else's another face. Usually, usually, it becomes part of your own body. Yeah. You you have a flap. To be to fair, cover up other number things. one also had a flap done. He did he did he on did. his butt. Southern flap. Uh, <laughs> that might be the best, classiest <laughs> way you have. Dis- anyone has described this procedure by far. I think if they'd named this movie the Southern Flap instead of Human Centipede, it might have been an Oscar contender. I was gonna say the same thing, I, actually. Say what you will. Whoever plays Dr. Hyder is killing it. Yeah. Like, oh, he's doing a great job at being yeah. horrible. Creepy. He is super creepy. creepy. Like if some like. We kind of brought this up earlier. If someone asks if you're alone and it's that guy, you, you turn around. You say and no. Go. Actually, there's ten more of us in yeah. the bushes. There's to a the bus. Side. Uh-huh. And please don't. All of our me. parents are police officers, and yeah. they told me they'll never quit if I disappear. I'm so, here with the Dallas Cowboys. That doesn't typically work in Dallas movies. <laughs> Sometimes we've never seen it. Somebody, somebody going, we noticed never. going missing. Yep. It is 
is crazy how oh, that guy is the only one with respiratory yeah. support. And he's the only guy doing the surgery by himself. And I think Yeah, but that's kind of understandable given the surgery. You mean in his house and I quote from the description from his house cum hospital. <laughs> house cum hospital. hospital. Yes. Like he's doing all this by himself. She could be nasally intubated. That would get around. She's not. Sure. She's not though. I she know, has no tubes. I'm saying 100 accurately medical. Save, she could save it for how do we make this movie more medically? Also, accurate. you can't get apneic oxygenation from an anus. It's impossible. Uh, what is apneic oxygenation? So sometimes before we intubate a patient, we put oxygen on their nose to just increase the oxygen uh, saturation in their blood. It's really hard to do it just from their butthole. You would get atmic <laughs> methanization? Methanization! Methanization, nice. correct, yes. Because you're thinking uh, something comes out. Also, he is just violating a oh, lot of sterile procedures. Oh, he just touched his face! Like, he spent all this time being very careful, Wait, moving heads. So, so that is part of this whole, like, these are parts that are and are not medically accurate yes. during the surgical portion. And I think... That's probably where we can spend a little of time, a little bit of time, kind of breaking down what yes. actually happens and what doesn't. Yes. Courtney or Courtney or Jackson already said there's there's not a lot of people there and there shouldn't be a lot of people there. This guy's doing a creepy thing, mm-hmm. but he also has the right equipment and the right stuff going. Like yeah. the things that are happening make sense. Yeah. I still don't see monitors though. I don't think he cares yeah. about <laughs> monitoring. <laughs> but he does. He, cares. he does so. He, he wants his creature cares, to come along. So, and, and, and so the guy that needs to breathe is breathing. Yes. Granted, the rest of them also need, need to, to breathe, breathe, which is why it doesn't. And he does much. try his best, try his best to maintain sterility by moving number one's head with his elbows, but then completely violates it by scratching, scratching his forehead his during. Yes. Yeah. And we've talked about early, last week actually. That the sterile point is generally your chest area. Chest area. Yeah, yeah. Below, below, neck, neck, neck down. down. Anywhere you're not going to sneeze from, <laughs> or cough, sterile. as this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Weird, yeah. Boob. Yeah, chest is still sterile. Chest I mean, is fine. I think this depends on the. What, it depends how you're big. You're talking about sterile. What do you mean here? Surgery. Right. So the the sterile areas wherever they're operating, they keep that sterile. Yeah. And then on themselves, it's like the chest. Oh, yeah, that's like what we're talking. Okay, and then like I'm sorry. waist down, and your back is not sterile no, when right. you're in an operating room. No, and I think it's also kind of crazy too that when they're recovering from all of it, the only one who gets any kind of oxygen support, number one. Yeah. I mean, the head. But the other ones need to live too. You can't have a human centipede with just number one dragging around a bunch of carcasses. It's true because it, it's very clear that. He does not like the rest of their insides are not connected. It is just the that you know your inner outside tube <laughs> yeah. that he's connecting. So everything else, he needs all of that to work. Their their respiratory systems aren't connected. Their circulatory systems aren't connected. Yeah. It's just their gut, um, and you you do need those other segments to breathe. Yeah, and I would say this is one of those situations where. He also explained it's really painful. Like, it's going to be a really tough recovery, right? So if number one gets opiates, this is going to be like a thinking question, like a philosophical question. Will number two and three get opiates too? I mean, they're getting blood supply. I, it depends. I think that given how little of blood supply they're getting, mm-hmm. it feels like it... Cause medicine in general is based on weight, and we assume an adult is a certain weight, and this would be three adults. 
So he would really have to up the dosage. One Chicagoan. So what if, <laughs> what if he gives from the Chicago. first guy... I used to live in Chicago, but it's an easy joke. Here's a question that'll blow your mind. Give the first guy a three-time dose of opioids. Uh-huh. Does everybody live and be happy, or does the first guy die? God, that's a great question. Um, I think because they are... I mean, they have flaps, so their circulatory systems are... Technically, At least rudimentarily yeah, connected. It's going to go through his heart first. First, yeah. So number one might I take the brunt of it. I mean, when you're talking three times a dose, what dose are you talking? What dose are you starting? At? A happy dose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this guy's too concerned about giving adequate pain control. No. Um, no, it's more an academic question. It is. We're trying to make this human centipede ethical. And, and also, I think. I mean, I think part accurate. of what he's saying is. He's he's trying to make this recovery as I, I don't think he's giving them pain meds. I don't. <laughs> like that's what what I'm looking at now is I'm not seeing a guy that's concerned no. about the uh, the difficulties in another person. Yeah. He, he seems like he's more concerned about I mean about he kinda treats this like his Well, he still has an IV though. Number one. But number but that means number one's getting all the brunt, but no one else is getting it. Right? Like Do they have IVs? No, they don't have IVs. Well, he's still getting an IV, but he's also not getting fed yet. Oh, yeah. Also, yeah. all right, so let's talk about medically accurate. His hands are in gloves. You can see how sweaty his hands are in those gloves. For me, that was a nice uh, touch of accuracy. That's another 10% right there. <laughs> Whenever I had to do anything well, surgical, so was, what, not 89, 88% <laughs> medically accurate? My hands would be just wet bags inside yeah. of gloves. Um, can you live with just coprophagy? Coprophy- you- what is coprophagy for the non-doctors in the room? I mean audience. Uh, copro means poop. Phagy means poop. eat. Eating poop. So can you live with just eating poop? I, I have think- a dog. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. My, my dog would contend that, that yes, all you can. that he ate? Yeah. In his dream world, yeah. Our bodies are not 100% effective. In poop, there's going to be some nutrients. But also, poop is dirty for you, yeah. right? Like, it's that's why people don't eat it. And... For among many reasons. I mean, there's many reasons why you shouldn't eat your but own it's, poop. But it's going to already be nutrient poor. So it's yeah. going to be really poor food to be eating if that's what you were eating. Uh, I would I would say no. I would say don't do that. Yeah. Also, this <laughs> system is very airtight. There's like no leakage. Luckily, you don't need air in that system. But I mean, if you're going to poop, like if that first guy pooped, I would expect something coming out of... Yeah, I, I stitches imagine. and stuff. Oh, I'm gesturing know, it's a, stitches. It's a pretty nice mas- anastomosis there, so it's possible it just goes. What is, what, is what is an anastomosis? An anastomosis is joining of two tissues with suture. I mean, yeah, yeah. no, she's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is. They use some really good staples, but also you can tell where Doctor Hyder's uh, non-sterile technique is his downfall because number three does get a really bad infection. Yeah. Now, um. First question, I, I really don't feel like, despite the fact that, yes, they did a good job with the surgery oh, itself. They are staples. <laughs> I don't feel like this would be a structurally sound... No. It is not. It and is I, not. And I, I have always said, this is not a physics podcast. Right. Yeah. But, <laughs> but this is still medicine, because you could pull your face away if you really right. wanted yeah. to, and dear God, would I want to. Well, yeah. this is where the sedation comes in, because... With the amount of movement that they're doing and fighting and pulling, then yes, definitely not structured. Yeah, those down. the way those those tiny flaps that you see, which are the kind of pointy triangles, scars on their faces, 
that would be the a, why so serious scars. Right. Yes. That would that would be a really poor way to say these people are going to be attached forever. Yeah. Um, they do address it slightly by having like the bandages wrapped around the head so that they couldn't just totally rip their heads away. But that would just it would be a very weak anastomosis. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's no time for it to heal, and you probably want them to be really heavily sedated for that to heal. Yeah. And not not only is there not a lot of time to heal, at least from our movie. Like they, they don't have time passing, but who cares? But anything that's healing, you want to keep clean. And because these are these wounds are in the area of fecal matter, mm. is it's not it's automatically not clean. Yeah. So what I'm hearing is, don't poop into your surgery incisions. Yeah, it's a good it's idea. poor form. It's like the old adage says, don't poop into your surgical incision. <laughs> Someone, that down. someone should like um what's it cross stitch that into a pillow and just put that somewhere my grandpa said it to my dad <laughs> on his wedding day and my dad said it to me <laughs> i do think it's funny um the one time where when we were watching this movie all together where i think johnny almost vomited was when the japanese guy had to feed number two yes and we watched with subtitles to make sure that uh we can be as accurate <laughs> as possible and we so, didn't miss a thing. no, we did not. And the subtitle said, and I quote, feces squirting. <laughs> yep. And I threw up a little bit in your mouth. Yeah. Just a touch. Which Just is a touch. The greatest segue ever. What would happen if number two or number three threw up? I feel like it would be like an enema. It's coming back the other way. It would be really acidic. But... I assume enemas aren't. So not that just means more food. But... No, it's it, the thing is, if they did throw up, it's gonna go forward. It depends on how deep he went into this anastomosis. <laughs> Quotation marks. That's your new favorite word. Yeah, I mean, I can use it more now. <laughs> um, so it depends on how how deep he went into that uh, to either the rectal area or into their mouth to like make a really good tight seal. But if it yeah. went forward. It's Ugh. it's a tube that only is designed to go one way, and it's always going to push backwards. It's got to come out those suture wounds. I mean, though. that's what's going to happen. I'm saying if Not it was if a, it's good, a good anastomosis. Saying if it's a good seal. <laughs> if you really got those tubes together well. Oh my god, there's so many titles to make from this podcast. Well, and now. this is where the actors come into play because you can really tell that they're not comfortable when all this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that Bad might just be the happening. situation. Although they ca- they came back for the next movies, so. Well, the middle one did, right? Yeah, the middle one did. I the front think... one did for one of them. Oh, I thought everybody died. Uh, no, well, the they, actors they, they come do back. Some yeah. uh, 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 there's okay. the Human Centipede Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's called, it's first sequence, followed by full sequence, oh then followed by final sequence. So glad you guys are educated. Like the Final Destination? Oh yes. Oh my god, we have to do oh. Final Destination. Uh, later in Hortober. With the Dan booth. Or the, oh. We can even... Alright. Saw is going to be appearing on Netflix by right around the time this, uh, this episode comes out, so I think we need to do Saw, Final Destination, and Flatliners. Yeah. I just I here's the thing and about other movies. Final Destination Four has it's just like in the either beginning or the end they just go through all of the deaths and it's just a really nice clean <laughs> we don't have to deal with any other parts of the movie other than you're just looking forward to ten minutes of research and we're here which is so, the one where she dies in the in the tanning booth and they like uh, I believe that's three. that's three yeah. right yeah so don't forget to subscribe <laughs> yeah because um, we're gonna be talking about a lot of horror movies in this month of October. Um, with an H, right? With an H, correct. 
Um, the other thing that Hyter made a threat of was cutting everyone's vocal cord because they were crying and whining so much. I think if you cut someone's vocal cord, they don't breathe really well. That's very true. Um, it's sort of... There are ways to injure your vocal cords. One, one way injures it with it sort of in the middle, and one way it injures it with it stuck to the outside. Yeah. And depending on how it's injured, it can be very detrimental to your future breathing. Yeah. Now... As I've mentioned, I'm not a doctor, mm-hmm. but I think that having your mouth sewn to someone's butt, okay, also detrimental to breathing. I agree. Yeah, and yes. I, I, you saw the nose, though. I think Doctor Hyder assumed that that was going to cut down on their talking in general. Yeah, because but here's the thing: your vocal cords, if they slam shut, there's no air moving to your lungs anymore. Yeah, and that's the bigger concern right there. So him threatening to cut off the vocal cords is essentially, I'm going to kill. My human centipede. Unless he does something crazy where he just puts a nasal trumpet that goes all the way if down. If he cut off their vocal cords. I don't think this is the kind of doctor. separate the vocal cords and leave the airway open. I don't think this is the kind of doctor that's going to do something crazy. No, no, I don't get that impression at all. Either. Seems like a stand-up guy. Unlike his patients. Yeah. Ah, uh, that is terrible. Oh, um... So Jackson brought this up earlier about the pointy flaps, and we then I got sidetracked about it. But uh, when when you are doing doing surgical stuff, you want to make sure anything that you're attaching to something else has pretty good blood flow. Blood flow. Blood flow. Legal <laughs> in this state. Mm-hmm. Blood flow. <laughs> and uh, it, so you try to avoid sharp, pointy things that could potentially not have a lot of blood flow. So instead of seeing that like pointy triangle on someone's face you'd probably see kind of a bigger like a nice clover yeah like a clover, clover or a bigger curve that would be aesthetically really pleasing Wouldn't too it be yeah, yeah a, a nice soft curve imagine when you drink too much and your friends draw something on your face that's you mean the aftermath of this podcast that's more yeah. of the shape you're looking for oh yeah for <laughs> sure that is a better shout out to courtney for saying that not so pg the first time all right <laughs> Um, I'm trying to look at all my notes, and there's so much other stuff. Um, Dr. Hyder getting net bit, or bitten in the neck rather than stabbed. I think that's more horror movie trope than anything else. Yeah. And since... Could have been bloodier. I, I think it was the right amount of blood, considering it didn't kill him. If he actually bit into something important... He eventually did die. Oh, no, no. he got shot in the head. Yeah. Yeah, different It guy. was more... No, he... And when he was crippled it was because he got stabbed in the foot yeah and shins yeah there was a lot of knee violence in this movie i think <laughs> it was a good there was a good amount of knee violence like patella's getting slashed <laughs> him getting stabbed in the knee hot second, take i was like knee violence what is tom that? six hates <laughs> knees tom six shout out really to hate. jason manzoukas for knee violence there's yeah. a lot of knee violence yeah. there's yeah. a <laughs> lot of knee violence <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Gosh, my oh yeah, just no one peed. None of the human well, centipede never peed. We didn't see it. That's oh, that's what I was saying earlier. Is like for as gross as everything in this movie is, they let a lot of that stuff happen in your own brain. Like I mean, you don't like you see him reach into the mouth and then he pulls a tooth out. I do not think that was an accurate amount of energy to t- get a tooth out. No, but you don't see any of that happen. You don't really see any of the cutting except for one small little bit. And you don't... Um, see the bodily functions. And you um, don't see the bodily functions. Except for the poop. Except for the poop. But you don't... You, you, you hear, have to hear the poop. And, and actually, you don't even really... It's not like played up for anything. It's just like you know that he's pooping. I mean, Hashtag. also, 
the guy says he I think he it says he's pooping, yeah. 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 Quote, unquote, feast is squirting. Yeah. I, I will say there is one thing that for sure makes this movie not 100% medically accurate. Mm-hmm. And that is when he puts his stethoscope in... It is oh back. Oh, Wait, movie it's ruined. Not, it's not the attaching of the mouth to the anus. It's I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's medically that's medically accurate for what he did. I guess you could do it. That's true. But if somebody is a doctor, there's no way that they are putting that stethoscope in backwards. That is my serious pet peeve. Ninety-nine point seven percent medically least, accurate. At least at this point in his career, because I think at some point in all of our careers. We were like, oh, it seems like it goes like this. That's what I always see on TV. I don't know why I wrote down <laughs> bloody poops are the worst smelling yes. poops. Because I mean, it is a fact. The, oh, because the head he was because he to bleed well because um, died right. Mm-hmm. No, it was because number one bit the bit Doctor Hyder's neck. Yeah, and he was his face was covered in blood, so he probably swallowed some blood. Bloody poop does smell the worst. It it also smells. It is one of those things that is a distinctive diagnostic smell. When you smell somebody who has blood in their poop, you know immediately what it is. There's not a question about it. There might be a question as to why, but you know that those, that person has blood in their poop. And there's bad news. It's you, uh, it can I mean likely there's bad news, but it doesn't have to be. It's not it great. Could be, it could be I, Here's what I'll say. It's definitely not good news. No. <laughs> it could be bad gum gum disease. It could be I mean it usually when you get that smell it's because bleed. a lot of a lot of blood has gone through the digestive tract and been digested and it is just very distinct. There's not a whole lot of things that are like that. Like a wound that is a, a, infected with certain kinds of bacteria has a very distinct smell. Mm. Dead tissue has a very distinct smell. You yes. do not you do not think it's anything else. And then C. diff, like a mm. particular type of uh, bacterial infection in your gut, It'll has kill a the pain very off the distinct smell. Yeah. But a lot of times in the ER, you might see um, outside of a room, they put out a bunch of coffee grounds and like a loose coffee filter, yep. and that's usually trying to cover up the smell of bloody poop. It, it works really well. It does work really well, except for now there's like the distinctive smell of coffee grounds and, and bloody poop. poop that is... It's when you pass <laughs> that... It's when you pass the event horizon... <laughs> <laughs> like between ER and patient room. All right. After this somewhere. conversation, I'm going back to the NICU. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have to go to Why, work. you got to deal with more no, bloody poops? No, we don't have problems that need to be covered with coffee grounds. Really? <laughs> Not typically. Well, aren't we lucky? I know. But I think it, it does transition well to how the first guy dies. The, the front of the centipede. Because he does cut his neck after biting a chunk of Dr. Hydra's neck. But then he dies by exsanguination. But there's a big question that we all had when we were watching this movie. Does his bowels release? How quickly does that happen? I, I know from uh, my bad CSI podcast that people poop after they die. I don't really have a bad CSI it is, podcast. It is not sudden. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I only know that from watching TV, so I don't know if it's true. I assume that it's true. So I have no idea. I will say patients that I've coded and then aren't able to resuscitate, they don't poop like right away. Mm-hmm. But it's when, because, you know, they do go into rigor mortis sometimes and it does take a while for it to come out. However, if they do have like neurologic damage, they do poop themselves. Yeah, I've been, I've been with a lot of patients when they die. I am a hospice doctor. It's less, it, that sounds worse than it it's is. It's part of the job. It's part of what my job is. And, I can't 
There's never been an instance where someone died and then we're like, oh, that's gross because they pooped. That's not what it is. And so... Sorry, hey, over five writers. It's still yeah. it's still really weird because that's something that we all said yeah. and yet yeah. it is not true. And it's not true even based on our experiences right. in the room. So I guess my final question to everybody here is how much percent well, would you say... I, I, I've got two questions. Okay, well, let, let Johnny got, do that I've first. I've got one question before that. And then we'll that. close right. with how well, we also questions. We've also got the big question. I know, we What's have the, the big, big question. question. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Um, yeah. So, uh, question one. Greg, the teeth. Mm-hmm. Oh, so he just said he's going to pull these teeth out. I think that's... This will bleed over into the big question. But if you were going to do this right, you really want to get those tubes close. And your mouth is not really a part of that tube that kind of starts further back. So if you take all the teeth and stuff out, you can really mash them together. And he only took out four teeth, though. He only took out incisors. No, he took out incisors, canines, and something else that I don't remember. I mean, Because this is not, this a, is not a dental podcast. podcast. Yeah. Well, but talking about trying to keep the anastomosis sound and how pulling on it can be an issue, you can imagine an awake patient biting down on the tissue in front of them. I'd prefer May not, not to imagine that. You, Johnny, you can imagine this. You can imagine it. Oh, I'll, I'll be, I, I have to spend five hours editing help, this. It may not help the experiment continue, so I can understand why he would want to take teeth out of the equation. Now, would you be concerned in this instance that, oh, you just removed a bunch of teeth, so you've got a bunch of open wounds in the jaw, yeah, and then someone's going to poop? Well, that's part of what we sort of saw. We see a really bad infection in this movie, mm-hmm. and it's like, this is a, everything that's happening here is in a dirty area, so yeah. you would have to, I mean, people do get surgeries on their bowels, and they are and they are successful surgeries, but it's about really keeping things clean, yeah. making sure that, you know, every precaution you can take is there, and in this case, this guy is just sewing three people together whose blood types match-ish. We don't tissue really, types. Tissue types. <laughs> Well, Which, this is obviously an experimental procedure, and so you do need, you know, you have to choose. You gotta risk start versus somewhere. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. He doesn't want her to bite somebody's butt off, so he takes the teeth out. Maybe he didn't think about the infection. Well, but, did, it. but did and she he take it? But did he? But did he take into account gumming someone's butt? I, I don't know that gumming can do as much damage mm, as biting. Just, I think those people would be at a lot. Like having your teeth removed is a big deal. That wisdom teeth out. It's a throbbing recovery, and yeah. so that hurts. to be, you know, having your mouth cut open, having your teeth pulled out, having your butt and cut having open. your butt cut open, hashtag middle piece, <laughs> it would middle, be middle section. Middle section, yes. It would be this would be a this would be a real tough recovery yeah. from a pain standpoint. Yeah, I, I want to talk about why this is a real horror movie to me, and it's so two of these characters are American. And Courtney just said that this is an experimental procedure, which means this wasn't covered by their insurance. Probably <laughs> <laughs> not. I don't get the feeling he's going to bill them. Though. And I also feel like it's an elective experimental procedure. It is procedure. elective. <laughs> so, ooh, it's definitely not going to be covered by anything. Oof. What was the second question you had? Well, yeah, the, the second question is the big question, but first... Well, how, uh, how many percent medically accurate would you say this movie is? I'm going to go... I'm going to give him 85. Okay. I'm pretty high. I'm giving him a B plus. I, I mean... Or B. Solid B. Courtney, what do you think? I, wanna let, I want you to weigh okay. in before I weigh in. Before, 
I mean, let's talk about the elephant in the room that this man attached three people together along what? their elemental track. No, for real though. To make a do you human think, centipede. Do you do think that's possible? Do I think this possible? is hundred percent accurate? <laughs> do you think that's a thing that could I think be as done? As far as like the small. Courtney, aspects. I want you to go on record here. Do yeah. you think this could be done? All right. So as, small, as far as the small <laughs> aspects of surgery, yeah. the bleeding after the IV came out, you know, the little bits here and there, that's accurate. Okay. How many percent? <laughs> Sewing people together in that fashion, I think that your survival time would be actually probably the extent of this movie. So yeah, an hour and a half. I'll go. I'm going to say about forty percent. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. She said ninety-two. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. You guys are blinded by Hollywood. There's, I, I prefer the term optimistic. <laughs> I, this is a movie about optimism, guys. <laughs> I think there are a lot of cool things in here that pay homage to accurate medical stuff it's also just nonsense i mean it's nonsense it is nonsense but it's also fun nonsense there is one medically accurate bit that i do want to bring up so the patient three segment three Uh uh, actress two uh the tail dies of septic shock um, septic shock, is that accurate? I think she just has a sepsis. Okay, so those are two different things. The shock I'm not a is doctor. implied. Um, shock is uh, Septic awe. Um, <laughs> the, for once, we saw, based on you folks' reaction, uh, we saw coloration that matched what they were describing. Yeah. A dead person? Yeah, she had well, really... And someone dying. She did yeah. have a dead person. She had real pearl perfusion. Like, she was real pale. She was gray. Um, she was really altered. She was really woozy. And she looked like someone who was dying and or dead. And here's the thing, though. If she did die and she just collapsed, I would assume that her face would just rip off the butthole. Yeah, all of her well, weight would be pulled onto those puny flaps. Yeah, those are some puny, puny flaps. If we haven't said that before. Puny south flaps. Mm-hmm. They get all scientific now because then we have to go to, what about the sharing blood supply? Right, so that if she's people. a septic... They would all be all sectic. sectic. If she's but, sectic, but, they're all sectic. And if she dies, her blood pressure goes to nothing, and then all of everybody else's blood goes into her body. How much of and their blood, blood supply would be shared at this point in time? So let's say this is an optimal centipede. Um, a third. Or two-thirds <laughs> would go to that centipede. one. That means if they got all their blood supply going into their face, that would be would, supplying the rest her of Her face would be re- very rosy yeah. before it became very pale. Yeah. Actually, you know what, though? Those flaps would actually remain rosy, technically. Because that's some blood that supply. Is How yeah. long would that take? What? The the transference of blood between segments. My God, I'm, not I'm a, getting too into this. I'm not a human centipedologist, but um, there's not enough blood... I mean, if you want to explain it physiology-wise, there's not enough blood supply going from all three of them through just those yeah. tiny even parts. this, Even this... This at some point in time there would be blood transference, though, correct? Probably, so, but it would it would be very minimal. So, like, if you cut yourself and you have to get stitches, they don't have to sew every little vessel back together. Correct. If you if you have a huge deep cut and it cuts through a major vessel, they have to repair that vessel. It's, mm-hmm. it's a volume thing, and so in this they're just saying like, oh, we we you have some tiny incisions, we're just sewing them together. And that, I mean, that actually might work, assuming people had the same tissue types and not rejecting each other. But it, you wouldn't have the blood flow that would cause someone to crash. Yeah. But if someone was had bacteria, a bacterial infection in those vessels, that would go to the next. I mean, okay. That would happen. And so that sickness would definitely at least be in 
middle section. <laughs> it would take time, but yes. Not if, it, if it's dripping pus like that and your blood supply is connected to it, she would get, inf- at least those flaps would get infected. Now, yes. some people are healthy enough where they can fight off an infection like that, or at least not die like she did, but it, it it's interesting because they definitely aren't depending on each other's blood supply, but the bad things that happen would affect each other. Okay, so... There's a little more medical accuracy, maybe-ish. About, I'd say it's about 40%. I hope that we... Like, <laughs> moving forward, I think we should hold films to the human centipede standard. 40%. 40%. 40%. Uh, this is going to be our standard? Yeah. If this is 100%, right. then, oh, I see. then I the see. office, the injury, was yeah. a 1,400% medically accurate yeah. piece of television. Land in comparison and, to the centipede. Before we before we kind of finish stuff up, I want to clarify. When I said he was wearing his stethoscope the wrong way, I mean that when he put it in his ears, he put it in backwards. Because my dad, from when we did the Junior Mint episode, actually wrote me and sent me a picture of him wearing his stethoscope hanging around his neck the right way. Like a necktie. But that's a very different thing than saying he had the stethoscope on the wrong way in this case. Right. Because Dr. Heider actually wears his stethoscope the right way, except for when he puts it in his ears. They are the It's upside down. The wrong way. Yeah. It's backwards. The earpieces are pointing the wrong direction. Correct. So he's not going to hear anything other than his own blood flow. He's going to hear his... Because it's pushing against the walls of his ear. So Johnny, is there a question you need to ask me? <laughs> there is a question I need to ask, and it's terrifying. And it's, how do we make the human centipede more medically accurate? No. <laughs> I was going to say, so the first part of that is, do we want to? Well, it's 100%, so we can't. They're claiming 100%. Well, um, but it's somewhere between 40 and 97. <laughs> I, I think there's two ways to look at it. One is, you. I think you could do what he did. You could knock people, or you could even get volunteers for this and, and sew them up like this. I mean, people are weird. We're thinking yeah. about starting a Patreon. But, so if you if you did that... Probably what would happen is they would be so uncomfortable that they rip themselves apart. Yeah. Like this, this is not a good way to secure people together. No. Oh, I'm sad I just said that. But the other way to make it more medically accurate is to bring those tubes closer together so there's less wiggle room. Ugh. <laughs> I think any episode yeah, okay, where... I'm bringing the ethics committee into this right now. Who's going to volunteer for this? I mean, I'm just... Yeah, Do you have fans, Velcro? Super fans of the human centipede. So Johnny is asking a simple question about how we make it medically accurate. You gave the right answer, which is you can't. Right? You <laughs> or, can't do this. Or you should. You shouldn't. Or you should expect to see the see your medical. You will be having an ethics board. committee discussion. Yeah. And since I've been a part of those discussions, they're going to say this is a really interesting conundrum. We don't have an answer. They will talk about it for a while. I, I highly recommend. I do believe they may have an answer on this. <laughs> they're going to say, this one they're going to be like, you know, normally we don't have an answer, normally, but today, today, today the I answer think, is no centipede. I think no, no. we can agree on this one. Yeah. No centipede. Let's not. 80% agree. But I think what Greg is hinting at is a more structurally sound Right. Centipede. So you, if you remove so more of those wiggle the places. Jaw. The jaw probably. Really get them in do deep. Do you want like tendon attachment? Also, no, like you've got no. some nice fascia on the gluteus muscles. No, so but really the other thing you're giving, Courtney, you're, you're being little, gross about. You're this. being well, way well, gross. I'm, I'm, I'm you're just, trying to make this structurally sound. No, no, you're sound. sounding like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just the simplest move is just moving from the tailbone just closer to the butt. Right. 
And I think... Mm, but that's going to make crawling difficult. But that's why you got to remove more of yeah. the stuff. Yeah. So you really have to go in. So, you, you know have what? to kind of really dig into the face. Then you don't do this. Then this you is wrong. To, don't no. do this. This then is not medical, medical advice. <laughs> no. Just... And as Johnny explained in the beginning of this episode, before the episode started, this is not medical advice. If there was a robot you could use from a previous podcast to kind of scoop out that tissue, who would it be? You mean uh, Two Scoops Doula? <laughs> yes, the Two Scoops Doula. Oh, I was all, also going to bring in another previous episode and uh, could face off technology. Yeah. Oh, you, you wow. need to monitor some cyclosporin levels I'm just ashamed. to make sure that's I'm fine. ashamed that I didn't think about using face-off technology. And jaw-off technology. And jaw-off, yeah. <laughs> but you need to monitor their cyclosporin levels to make sure that it is okay and no one gets rejected. Because the last thing you want... <laughs> the last thing you want maybe is that's, that's, Maybe that's why he knew that the guy wasn't a tissue match. Yeah. Those cyclosporin <laughs> levels were not good. Mm-mm. Oh, this movie... It's horrendous. Yeah. I hope all of you watch it. I was just thinking that. What? <laughs> this movie is Yeah, horrendous. this is a horrible movie. This is a horrible movie. But I actually really enjoyed watching it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to watch along and see if we're, if you disagree with anything we say, go for it. Yeah, I, I have to be honest, and this is the first time I really wish that we live streamed our podcast just for... What, to hear Greg coughing for like five minutes straight? <laughs> yeah, uh, subscribe to our Patreon and get five minutes of Greg coughing straight in your email. Um, and uh, five minutes of me coughing. But, like, just for me sitting back and letting you guys roll and me, my, the face of my disgust. I've of, like, never seen you cringe you were pretty quiet. so hard. Yeah. yeah it, well, it's a pretty cringeworthy movie. I will say, there was at one point, you just like... I'm looking at my cell phone now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not looking at this movie. Um, y- yep, I'm 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 not a gore guy, so Saw's gonna be fun too. So how is Hortober gonna be for you? Uh, Horror. Yeah, Courtney, it felt like you used a W. Yeah, <laughs> you used a horror W in this one. Horror Tober. No, 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 no. You used a hard W in that Tober. Horror-tober. 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 Yeah. That sounds like a W. No, no. You're, you're just saying it wrong. Well, if you want to know my thoughts on Horror-tober, uh, you can... Hashtag <laughs> Horror-tober. Uh, um, I'm going to actually agree, and guys, folks, listeners, um, don't watch Human Centipede unless you want to watch Human Centipede. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it that so you That might be the yeah. best advice. I'm going to say we watched it so you don't have to. But if you want to, and just to see what we went through, we're not here to uh, hold you back. Yeah, I recommend. I, if I you meet you the age it. restriction requirements, I recommend watching it if you manage to get through this whole discussion yeah. of it. Yeah. Also, just stop at the first one. Don't don't go to the second and third one. You don't need to. That, yeah. The first sequence is enough. <laughs> Next week we'll do something a little more accessible, like Saw. <laughs> we don't know which saw yet, or flatliners, yeah. or 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 something a little less. People but, poop into other people's faces. Yeah, but Hortober continues. Uh, and I just want to say, that felt like a W too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any last thoughts before we, before we wrap up? We wrap this up. Uh, Doctor no, Greg Winter, thanks for having me back again. 
Courtney. And thanks for having me for the first time. Thank you. I think Johnny nailed it on the head, though. Don't watch this unless you're ready to watch yeah. this. Well, welcome. I'm glad that the first time that you were on this podcast, it was for the human centipede. <laughs> for a sequence. It started get... out with 100% medical accuracy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, we'll get you in for other ones, too. But um, we appreciate you all listen to, uh, listening to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you enjoyed what we did, please rate us on iTunes and also subscribe. Yeah. Um, and lastly, to all of the esteemed doctors that are here on this episode today, uh, I'm just proud of us for not dropping an S-bomb. Oh, that, that was tough. Yeah. That was really tough. I swear less on this podcast than I do with my patients in real life. (laughs) Without a doubt. (laughs) Yep. Uh, follow us on at... I'm not allowed to use the S-word at work. You're not supposed to. You're around babies. So you're not allowed to... Everything is poop. Poop it. Poop and doo-doo. My whole life mm-hmm. is pooped. I'm, that is the best. I'm 100% accurate. Doctor, can you look at this diaper? Look at this! Up in your face. Yep, that's poop. That's poop. What do you want me to do? Yep, that's poop. And there's the title of this episode. But if you um, follow us on all of our social media stuff yep. at, uh, at Hi Everybody MD. That's correct. Thanks, folks, for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with more horror. Oh, fine. Portober yeah. content. Yeah. Yay, with an H. <laughs>